So first of all, the learning this morning, the, the food the learning this morning is uh, sponsored Hashem, by our chavar Isaac, Isaac Klein, Lezeich Nishmas, your grandfather, right? Yitzchak, what's the name? Yitzchak Ben Baruch. Yitzchak Ben Baruch. And with that, Shavu Baruch and Hatzlacha should come down to the whole Mishpacha, to the whole of Klai Yisrael. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to say for mitzvahs over here. So up to Mitzvah Peiches, it's on page Nuntes. So the truth is Mitzvah Peiches, the uh, 88th Mitzvah, and Mitzvah Teites, the 89th, are related to each other. So this is what we're going to do. We'll go through, uh, we'll read together inside Mitzvah Peches, 89, uh, 88, I'm sorry, and then just a couple lines of the beginning of the next Mitzvah, and then uh, we'll be able to learn a little bit more in depth what's going on over here. So the Ramam, again, following with the theme that we've had for the past, I guess, couple months already, is uh, Mitzvahs that are pertaining, that are revolving around Karbonus. So the Ramam writes as follows, Mitzvah Pechesi, the 80th mitzvah, and we'll see, it's, it's also related to Hanukkah, but, you know, Ashkach HaPratis. So, mitzvah pechasi, the 88th mitzvah, is shetziv ha-kehanim, lechol shiori minachas. That when a person brings a mincha, again, not every mincha, but most, more often than not, when a person brings a mincha, so there's a hand, a fistful, the kaimitz, the kamitza, a fistful of it is burnt on the mizbech, and the rest of it is not. So the rest of it is eaten by the kehanim. That's how it goes. So the 88th mitzvah is, the mitzvah, the kahanim, to eat the remainder of the mincha after the fistful is burnt on the mizbech. Shetziv kahanim, the kahanim are commanded, lechel shayar minachas, to eat the remainder of the mincha after the fistful, after the kamitzah is offered. V'omri isparach, there's a pasuk in, um, in Parsha Sav, I believe, v'haneseres mimena, that what's left over from the mincha after, again, after the kamitzah is brought, yoichlu aron ebanav, Aaron and his sons should eat it. Matzah's toichel, and it should be eaten in the form of matzah. Okay, that's the mitzvah. And that's the pasuk. Says the Rambam now, and how do I know that this is a, a mitzvah? Velosh and Sifra, so the Medrash on that pasuk says the following thing. Toichel, it says in pasuk, Aaron and Banav should eat it. Says the Medrash, mitzvah, that this is an, ob- this is an obligation, they have to eat it. I mean, it's not just voluntary that they're allowed to eat it. There's a mitzvah, they have to eat it. Says the Medrash, maybe we'll, when we get to the Pneumius of it, maybe we'll explain this line. Ki Similarly, similarly, we find Yavama Yava Yoleha. The Pasuk says that, again, uh, the mitzvah of Yibam, that if a person, Olenu, dies without children, so the, the wife is, uh, the, the, the brother in law should marry, should be, do Yibam, should marry the wife, and he has an option of Yibam or Chalitza. So it says in Pasuk, Yavama Yava Yoleha, that the Yavam, the brother in law, should marry the, uh, the Yavama, the, woman, the, the, the widow. So the, also the Pasuk says, maybe it means he can. How do I know he should? So it says the Medrash, mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. In other words, again, the Medrash is saying, just as the Pasuk says when it comes to a mincha, that the remainder, Aaron should eat it, and it means he should eat it, he has to eat it, it's a mitzvah to eat it. Similarly to how we find, Yavama Yavayulah, it's a mitzvah, that there, there, there's a mitzvah of you, it's not just voluntary, there's a mitzvah to do it. 
Now, obviously, you know, it's a strange thing. The, the Medrash is like putting together Yibam and eating the leftover mincha is one after the other. Okay, maybe if you have time, we'll talk about that. But al Kalpanim, that's the Medrash. Ratzelaymer, in other words, what the Medrash is saying to us regarding our topic of mincha is shachilas shayar minachas, that eating the remainder of a mincha is kamay bilas hayivama, similar to, uh, to, to the mitzvah of Yivam. She mitzvah which is a mitzvah. It's an obligation. Layinin hetabavad. It's not just a permission that you're allowed to eat it, or, or like the Yavam is allowed to marry his sister in law. No, it's a mitzvah. You're supposed to. This mitzvah of, again, how to eat the leftover mincha and so on, all the details are explained by Mekoymis Mesechus Menachis. It's talked about in Menachis. In, in also, it's clear from the Pasuk that we just read before that within Kahanim, the only people that are obligated in this mitzvah are men, Kahanim, Aaron Ubanov, Aaron and his sons. Again, the Pasuk also repeats all males from the family of Aaron should eat the carbon. Okay, Seth Mitzvah Peches. Person brings a mincha, the fistful is brought in the mizbech, but the rest of it has to be eaten by the kahanim. That's the that's the mitzvah. Mitzvah pay test, just a couple lines. The 89th mitzvah he shetziva kahanim that the kahanim are commanded lechal baser kachin. So when a person brings a carbon, an animal that's a carbon. So again, certain parts of it are brought on the mizbech, some innards and so on, and the remainder. What do you do with the remainder? So also there's another mitzvah that the kahanim should eat the remainder of the carbon. Kolaymer hachatas ve'al let's say hachatas and osham shem kachin which a uh, high status of karbanas, so only a certain part of it is brought in the mezbech, the remainder is eaten by the kahanam. For Omri, there's a separate pasuk, it says in pasuk, v'ochlo oisam asher kupar behem, that the, referring to the Aaron and his sons, that they should eat the karbanas, asher kupar behem, which brings a kapara to the owner. In other words, we know that when a person brings a karban, so, uh, you know, when a person sacrifices the karban, brings a kapara, brings an atonement to the person. The Gemara says from this pasuk, that when the kahanim eat the remainder of the karban, that that actually also it's part of the kapar process. The kahanim eat it, and the and the, the owner has a deeper level of kapara, more so than just bringing the you know burning the, the fats on the mizbech. So so here's like this. So again, we have two mitzvahs. Mitzvah number one, the Rambam said, is the mitzvah on the kahanim to eat the remainder of a mincha. Mitzvah number two, the mitzvah is on the kahanim to eat the remainder of karbanas of animal karbanas. So here's where the Achorinim begin to uh, have a problem. The question the Achorinim ask is, why did the Rambam divide this into two separate mitzvahs? Minchas are, are okay, chatas is a type of carbon, asham, mincha, these are all different types of carbonas, but they're all carbonas at the end of the day. So it will be simple to say, one big mitzvah. The mitzvah is for kahanim to eat the, rem- the remainder of carbonas. Carbonas would be a, 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 an inclusive title that would include animals, minchas, whatever a carbon is. Why would the Rambam, I understand that there's a special Pasuk that tells you by the Mincha and a special Pasuk by animals, but at the end of the day, that could just be telling me the details of the Halacha, but in terms of counting mitzvahs, the Achorinim ask, why not count this as one big mitzvah? So it's like this. So we'll go through with the Marmakamis that you have, just a few uh, different possibilities that the Achorinim suggest as to why eating the remainder of a Mincha would be designated as its own specific mitzvah. In other words, and the basic approach that, that the Achorinim have is to try to find some practical difference between the, the, how carbon, the remainder of an animal carbon should be eaten and how the remainder of a mincha should be eaten. As long as you could find a difference between the two, oh, that'll legitimize counting them as two separate mitzvahs. Right? In other words, right now, all we know is these are all carbonists and the kahanim have to eat the remainder of all of them. There's no, real, there's no halachic difference between how they should eat the remainder of an animal or how they should eat the remainder of a mincha. The way that Achorinim are going to explain to, to, to answer why the Rambam counts them as both is to show taka differences between how the Kahanim are supposed to eat a remainder of an animal carbon 
and how they eat the remainder of a mincha carbon. We'll see if it works in the Ramam or not. Okay, For, uh, possibility number one. So in Maramukha number one, you have a Taisus and Mesecha Sukkah. Taisus and Sukkah, Membez Medalif, is talking about the mitzvah of Kahanim eating the remainder of an animal carbon. Okay? So Taisus says like this. Again, it's based on a Gemara, but I don't want to bog you down with the details of the Gemara. We'll just get straight to the point with Taisus. Taisus says as follows. Lulav de Sagile de uh, Taisa says, Lulav, for the mitzvah of Natilas Lulav. Again, he's using Lulav, it could be many mitzvahs. Lulav is a mitzvah on every single individual person, right? If you're an adult male, you have to shake Lulav when it comes to sukkahs. You can't send a shliach to shake Lulav for you, right? You can't send a shliach to put filin on for you, to uh, blow shaver for you, and so on. I mean, shayfer, okay, whatever, that is a bad example. Most mitzvahs, you, can't, you, you have to do it yourself. Aval, but says Taisvis, chatas, eating the remainder of, let's say, for example, carbon chatas, an animal carbon. There's, says Taisvis, a yisite. When it comes to eating the remainder of an animal carbon, says Taisvis, there is no obligation on every single individual kayan to eat a part of that carbon that's brought. The mitzvah is on kahanim bechlal, on the tribe of kahanim bechlal, meshevet kahuna, that this animal should be eaten, that someone should eat it. But there is no obligation in particular for this kind to, to eat it, or that kind to eat it. Even the kind that's the one that actually brought the carbon. There is no obligation on him in particular to eat it. If let's say, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a kind. I bring a carbon chattis to the base of Migdash, and I uh, have Avi, he's going to be my kind to be makr of the carbon. So he's makr of it, but he's not obligated to eat it. If he wants to say, you know what, I'm full, I can't, you know, I'm not in the mood for meat right now, and any other kind could come and eat it. The mitzvah doesn't have to be fulfilled by any particular kind. That's when it comes to eating the remainder of an animal. However, Marmokka number two, Taisus in Yuvamis, Mem Amen Aleph, says not like that. The Gemara says as follows. We'll just read the Gemara quickly. The Gemara says regarding eating the remainder of a mincha. The Gemara says, I might think, I might think that if, if the kain that brought the mincha, again, I go to the base of English and I ask Avi to bring my mincha, I might think, okay, maybe he should eat the mincha, maybe he could give it to someone else. Maybe it's similar to how animal, an animal carbon is done, which is no particular kain has to be the one to eat it. Talmud Loimer says the Gemara now like that. That the matzahs have to be eaten in a holy place, and the Gemara understands mitzvah, in other words, that there's a specific kind that has to eat it. You can't just give it out to any kind at all, it has to be given to a specific kind. Which kind? So Taisus over there in Yuvamis says as follows. Although the Gemara says in Kedushin, even regarding a mincha, that all kahanim are able to eat from it, the Hainu says, Taisus, here's the qualification. We know that the kahanim were divided up amongst, uh, you know, into different, uh, different groups, right? So in the av- every week they had its own uh, family of kahanim that would work. Every day had its own subdivision of kahanim that would work. So it says Taisus like this. Uh, one, one, uh, the, the first sheet of Taisus is that when it comes to a mincha, not all kahanim have the mitzvah of eating it. I'm not going, you're not going to fulfill the mitzvah of, of the, the 88th mitzvah, of the, the leftover of a mincha being eaten by kahanim is not able to be fulfilled by any kind. It has to be fulfilled davka by the kahanim of that particular day or at least that particular week. But if I, have, uh, I bring a mincha you know, today, right, and I take a kind, I ask him, you know, do me a favor, eat the remainder of my mincha, and he's from next week's shift, then that's not yet to the mitzvah. The mitzvah is the kahanim of that particular day or at least that particular week. 
Inami, Taisus is a different possibility. It could be even more strict that it could be that from here we see, from the Gemara Yenivamas, we see the Kain Hamakriv That not only does it have to be maybe the Kahanim from that particular day or week, it could be even the Kain that specifically brought my Mincha. He has to at least be part of eating it. Maybe he doesn't have to eat the, he doesn't have to eat the whole thing, but at least part of the Mincha he has to eat. So right away we see, at least in Taisus, a very big difference between the mitzvah of eating leftover animal carbonus and the mitzvah of eating leftover mincha. Again, when it comes to eating leftover carbon and animal carbon, Taisa said in sukkah, anyone could do it. It doesn't have to be any particular kind. As long as he's a kind, he can do it. He could be today's kind, next week's kind, the kind that brought the carbon, the kind that didn't bring the carbon. As long as he's a kind, he's fulfilling the mitzvah. But when it comes to the leftover of a mincha, says Taisa, it's not like that. It has to be specific. Maybe that day's kayan, maybe that week's kayan, maybe even that, that kayan that actually brought the mincha, but it has to be specific. So that's one possibility that Achorim suggests. Maybe that's why these are two separate mitzvahs, because fundamentally they're different. It's talking about the two different kayan. When it comes to the mitzvah of eating leftover minchas, it's talking about specifically to either the kayan that brought it, or at least that week's shifts of kayan. But when it comes to leftover animals in the, in the next mitzvah, the 89th mitzvah, that's referring to all kayan. As long as you're a kayan, you're able to be a kayan by mitzvah. So that's one possibility of, um, of, why, of, of why the Ramah would count it as, as both. The, the problem is, although this is true in Taisus, this fundamental difference between the two mitzvahs, in the Ramah it's not so pasha, because nowhere in the Ramah does he make this point. When the Ramah talks about, let's say, in Sefer Mitzvahs for sure not, but, but even in, um, in Yad HaZaka, in, in Hilchus Maeser Kabanis, for example, when he's discussing the halachas of eating leftover Kabanis, he doesn't make this point that, oh, by the way, if it's an animal, it could be any kind, and if it's a mincha, it has to be specific, the kind that brought it, or at least that week's shift. He doesn't make such a point, so it's a little bit hard to say this in the Rambam, but that's one possibility that Akharnim say. Okay. So it's interesting. It, it, although it's not, so, so we, we did have, I don't remember, way back when, in one of the mitzvahs we had, there is a mitzvah of designating mishmaras. There is such a thing. So the Torah recognizes this division, so it's not true. It's not true, such a thing. Okay, that's possibility number one. Possibility number two, another distinction possibly between minchas and leftover karbanas. It's like this. We know generally when, whenever you have a mitzvah about eating, when the Torah says eat something, the Torah says eat matzah, right? Or whatever, you know, uh, for, you know other, type, other mitzvahs of eating. We know there's a certain shear. When the Torah says eat, eating means a certain quality. A crumb is not called eating. We know the basic shear. What's the basic shear of what's called achila? Is what? A kazayas. It's a kazayas. So when the Torah says, for example, there's a mitzvah on the kahanim to eat the remainder of karbanas, to eat the remainder of karbanas, you would think that that means a kazayas. That's the basic amount. But here's what's interesting. If you take a look at Marmokka number three, there's a Gemara in Yuma. Okay? Now this is an Agadita, but within the context of this Agadita, you sort of see something, uh, a practical halacha. Gemara says like this, Tan Rabban the Rabbis taught, Arbaim Shana Shashimesh Shimon HaTzadik. Shimon HaTzadik was the Kohen Gadol, was one of the Kohanim Gedolim in the second base of Megdash, and he was the Kohen Gadol Taka for 80 years. So it's, uh, for 40 years, I'm sorry. Arbaim Shana Shashimesh Shimon HaTzadik. During those 40 years when Shimon HaTzadik was the Kohen Gadol, many Nisim took place. And the Gemara lists off some of the Nisim. First of all, Hayagaira Oila Biyamin. When the Gairo, when he did the Gairo on the Sar Lashem, Sar Lazaz on Yom Kippur, this Hashem always came out in the right, uh, on the right hand, with the right, the right one, which is always like a nice simon, and that always happened. Bikan Ve'elech, after he passed away, after he stopped being the Kayin Gadol, Palmaila Biyamin, Palmaila Bismillah, sometimes it was right, sometimes it was left, but that was a special miracle by Shimon Etzadik. Next, Hayalashin Shel Zahiris Malbin, Malbin, that also by, by Yom Kippur, when they would send the Sar Lazaz, so they would have a red string, 
which symbolized all the Averis. And by Shimon HaTzadik's lifetime, when the Sarla Azaz was killed, the, white string, the red string would turn white as a symbol of Tahara. It's also a miracle. Nikan Ve'elech, after Shimon HaTzadik, Palmim Aldim, Palmeinim Aldim, sometimes yes, sometimes not. But by Shimon HaTzadik, it was consistent. Miracle number three, Ha'i Ner that the Ner Ma'ravi, the Western candle of the Menorah, the Beis HaMikdash, always remain lit. Right? Nikan Ve'elech, after Shimon HaTzadik, Palmim Doilek, Palmim Kava, sometimes it would remain lit overnight, sometimes not. Depended. Fine. The fourth miracle. The fire on the Mizbeach would just consume by itself. It didn't need to be resupplied with, with, with fuel, with wood. They didn't have to bring more wood on the Mizbeach. Except for two, uh, two, lumber, two pieces of lumber in the morning, which is a specific mitzvah to, to put wood on the Mizbeach. But outside of that particular mitzvah, just to keep the fire going, it was unnecessary. Miraculously, it kept on going. After Shimonat Tzadik, sometimes the fire would go out, sometimes not. Next. They had to keep on uh, supplying the fire with wood. Fine. Fifth, and this is the miracle that we're going to be discussing. And a bracha was sent to all these minchas, the mincha of the oimer, the mincha of the shteyalechem, the mincha of the lechem aponim, that what? First of all, that every single kain, when they got a portion from the lechem aponim, for example, on Shabbos or the Oimer, whatever the case may be, miraculously everyone got a size of a kezayis, which was a miracle, number one. Some people would eat the full kezayis and be full. Some people would be full even from less than a kezayis, and they would, remain, they would, they would have some uh, remain, remaining uh, piece behind. After the after uh, what called after Shimon Tzadik, a curse was sent into these menachos that it would not fill people up. And every kain instead of receiving a full kezayis only got like a like a like a bean sized piece of these menachos. That's the mess. In other words, because it's uh, in, by by Shimon Tzadik, it was. Oh, you mean, yeah, that's a good point. Was it a curse? It's just not a bracha. Uh, the other, it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know. It's a good point. I don't know. To see, look into that. I'm not sure. But what you see from here is as follows. Again, uh, eating the lechem aponim, eating the oimer, that's the mitzvah. Eating leftover menachas, right? And what the Gemara is saying is two things. First of all, when the nace during Shimon Tzadik's lifetime, even if you got a full kezayis, you didn't have to eat the whole thing. You eat a part of the kezayis, you're full, and good to go, fine. And the rest would be remaining. And after Shimonat Tzadik is, uh, was Nifter, and the miracle didn't take place, then what? Then every coin got a little, little piece of the size of a bean, and they would eat that. So basically, Kasha, what about the mitzvah of eating a mincha? There's a mitzvah of achilas mincha, achilas shiari mincha, eating the remainder of a mincha. And achila means kezayis. So if you got a kezayis during the time of Shimonat Tzadik, we mean you're full. I'm sorry that you're full. You have a mitzvah of achila. Guy comes Seder night, right? And he eats a little piece of matzah. I'm full, you know, I'm, uh, I'm good to go. You're good to go. You have a mitzvah of eating a kezayis. You have to eat a kezayis. So why is, it not, why is it enough to say, well, I'm fly, you know? How could you have any remainder behind if all you got was a gazais? And second of all, after Shemrat Tzadik is over, right, and everyone's getting a little, little piece like a bean, how is anyone making the mitzvah then? I understand that in some total the mincha is being consumed, but there's no one eating, no one's doing a ma'isachir. <laughs> so say that, Chorina, that you see from here a fundamental distinction between the mitzvah of eating karbonis, animal karbonis, and eating a mincha. When it comes to eating animal karbonis, that's like mitzvah, like eating matzah. It's a mitzvah achila. The Pasuk says, like the Rambam quoted the Pasuk in, in, in the 89th mitzvah, the kahanim have a mitzvah to eat the karbonis of a leftover animal. And eating means a kazais. 
So when it comes to an animal, there's no option of getting a little, little piece, everyone getting a little piece. Someone needs to eat a eyes. Someone has to be kind of this mitzvah. But when it comes to a mincha, the language of the Rambam was what? In 88. That the remainder of the mincha should be eaten. And the way the Rambam explained is that, again, eating an animal, there's a mitzvah achila. It has to be a kazais, therefore. When it comes to a, uh, the, uh, the, the remainder of a mincha, however, the mitzvah is it should just be eaten. It should be consumed. How does it get consumed? Okay, everyone has a little piece. It's also fine. Even if you get a kazais, you can't finish the whole thing fine. You, you eat part of it. You give the, the remainder to someone else. At the end of the day, it has to be consumed. I don't care if there's no one in particular that does a nice achil. So that's, again, distinction number two. That will also explain why the Rambam will count them as two separate things. Okay? Because, again, karbonis is a mitzvah of a maisa achila. Everyone has to eat a kezayis, at least. When it comes to mincha, there's no mitzvah of eating a kezayis like a maisa achila. It has to be consumed. You just can't have any leftovers. That's what a mincha is. Okay. One final distinction between, again, karbonis of an animal and karbonis of a mincha, again, to explain why the Rambam will count it as both, is as follows. And this one is a little bit more lumdish, but, um, but it's, it's very important, because from here we'll move into the chesidus for just a few minutes. It's very late, but just to move into panimis a little bit, what the avoid of all this is. So it's like this. We know when it comes to an animal carbon, let's talk about that for a second. An animal carbon, I mentioned already when, when we read the Rambam inside, the Gemara says, a klal, kahanim oichlem, ubayilu miskaprim, which means that the eating of the flesh of, the, of, the, of a carbon is not, it's considered to be part of the avoid process. In other words, when you think of an animal, of a carbon, like what parts of this animal is the carbon? So you think for sure, well, the blood is for sure part of the sacrificial process, right? That's the blood that goes on the mezbech. Maybe the innards that are, that are burnt on the mezbech, that's also a carbon. But the Gemara says in a few places that what? That even the busser, even the flesh, is also considered to have on it a definition of a carbon. A carbon is dam and busser, flesh and blood. So much so that when the kahanim, as the Gemara says, when the kahanim eat the flesh, that's part of the avoida. That's part of the avoida. And notice that by them eating the, the flesh of the carbon, that, 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 that finishes off the kapara that started with the blood. So when it comes to, when it comes to uh, animal carbon, the, mitzvah, the, 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 the definition of the mitzvah of the kahanim eating the remainder of the carbon is because that's part of the avoida. It's part of the sacrificial process. And if they don't eat the remainder of the carbon, there's talk of something missing in the avoida of the carbon itself. Not so when it comes to eating the remainder of a mincha. If you take a look at Marmokah number four, this is the Gemara Menachas Chaf Amar Aleph. The Gemara is talking about the mitzvah, the halacha of putting salt, of salting a carbon. We know we talked about this once upon a time that anything that's brought up in Mizbech, any carbon has to be salted. You have to put some salt. So the Gemara says like this Yachol Tehi Mincha Kula Tuna Melachs. I might think that when I bring a mincha, the fistful that's brought up in Mizbech, that needs to be salted. That's going on in Mizbech. But says the Gemara, but I might think that maybe even the remainder of the mincha that's eaten by the kahanim, maybe they have to salt their portion as well. And even if the guy doesn't want to have salt because he's, uh, he's watching his uh, sodium intake, there's a mitzvah, it's a carbon, it has to have salt. Talmud Loimar says the Gemara, no, carbon. Only the carbon needs to have salt. Carbon to ta'an melech, a carbon needs salt, ve'en mincha kul to melech, but not the remainder of the mincha. The remainder of the mincha does not need salt because it's not a carbon. So you see from this Gemara clearly that there's a fundamental difference between the nature of the remainder of a mincha versus the nature of the remainder of an animal. The remainder of an animal is a carbon. 
it needs to be salted. It needs to be salted for kosher's purposes anyway. But they salted it before. But even for the achila, right? But even, the achrayim point out that even the, the kosher's process of, of salting the meat that would be yitze because the halach of salting a carbon for carbon purposes is even one little peb, one little rock. It doesn't. Uh, there's no shear for it. So when it comes to eating an animal leftover, the mitzvah is it's an avoided mitzvah. It's a mitzvah the kahanim. Why is there a mitzvah on the kahanim to eat it? Because that's part of the avayda. There's a mitzvah then to sprinkle the bread. There's a mitzvah then to eat the carb, to eat the remainder of the, of, of the animal. But when it comes to the, mit, the mitzvah of eating leftover mincha, it's fundamentally different. It's not an avayda dekah mitzvah. It's not, this is part of the process of bringing a mincha. You, you, you burn the fistful and eat the remainder. This is, this, the, the, the eating of the kahanim, when they eat the remainder of the mincha, it's not chulin. I mean, umayse, it's hekdish. It's owned by hekdish, but it's not a carb. The remainder of a mincha is not called a carbon in this context. It's hektish, it's kaidish. They have to remain, they have to treat it properly. But it's not called, it's not called a carbon anymore that when they eat it, that's part of the avoid of the carbon. And the nafkamina would be whether you have to salt it or not. Yeah. Right, it wouldn't, it wouldn't take away any of the kapara. The guy that brings the mincha, he gets the kapara by the fistful being burnt. If the kanam are lazy and they don't eat it, it doesn't, doesn't affect him. Mashengen by carbon, right, exactly. When, if they don't eat the re- remainder of the animal carbon, the owner is missing from his kapara. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to something that's not a carbon, it's not part of the carbon, it's just a thin in whatever. Yeah, thin. yeah. It, it, it's, right, it's an interesting horror. It's an interesting horror. I don't know, the, it's, it's a little bit the opposite of what you would think, right? Because the first chilek and the last chilek seem to go against each other. It's a good point. I don't know, I, I don't know, unless, unless, unless there's... I mean, I could start making things up right now. I don't know. It's a good horror. I, I don't know. Th- that, and again, the truth is... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That would make sense. So, it could, listen, it could be, it could be that, that listen, there are Achorinim that, that, that suggest that the Rambam and others disagree with that Tysus, right? Tysus was the one that, that first chilek, that, that animals is uh, any carbon and mincha specific to that, that kind, that Beisav or whatever. Many point out that it could be, it could be that's the, a sheet of Tysus that's not agreed upon by other Rishonim. So it could be that, you know, if you hold like that chilek, you don't hold the last one. You can play like that, but it's a good point. It's, it's definitely a good horror. You bring a rabbit from number three, yeah. which is not a carbon, uh, a carbon but a rabbit. It's a carbon so that's true. Those are minchas that are, that are seaburdika minchas, but the mitzvah of eating a mincha still applies to them. I'm sorry? The keyboard in those two is something different than the keyboard in, in, in everybody else, by us. Right, so it is true. Those karbanas, those minchas are not necessarily brought for a kapara. It's true, but the Achorinim already say that the mitzvah, that this mitzvah we're talking about of eating the leftover minchas applies to personal minchas, minchas of the tzibur. So presumably, the details should uh, apply to both evenly. That's what the Achorinim suggests. Again, these are all possibilities. Uh, it's hard to know for sure. To redeem it? No, no. Basically, like, well, part of the carbonus is that you, it's, it's basically, you were supposed to die. The other dies. Ah, 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 ah. By mincha, do you have that? Well, the, 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 the Pusik says that it's nefesh kisak or mincha. There's some, there's some, like, real, there's a level of mysterious nefesh by mincha, because usually mincha is brought by a person that can't afford anything more, so it means a lot to that person. But that either, like, you're, you take the replace. Right. Right. Maybe. One is, is, is part of the redemption process. One is, it's a mincha. It's, 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 it's like... 
So there are minchas that are for, that are brought for kapar. There are you know kol kapar al v'yar. There are there are minchas. I mean sometimes not, sometimes yes. Yeah, so that, depends. It could it could be part of this. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so wouldn't that be the, the chayyur? Wouldn't we say that we have to have to be the same level? So it could be, yeah, no, it could be a mincha for sure will have a carbon, but the point is, is that the eating of the leftover mincha is not part of that. That's the nikkud. The eating is not, the, 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 the bring. No, that's, that, that's what these are, the last possibility is that it's not, it's not an avoida. Eating the mincha is not an avoida. Eating the, the, an animal carbon is an avoida. Eating leftover mincha, why? Okay, so, uh, so now let's go. Okay, so yes, the why. Once you get into a why, now we have to go into fetus. Okay, so it's like this. The, um, um, I, I wanted to find the specific maramokim in the Kamar, and I wasn't able to find this morning. I was a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit rushed. But al kapanim, the following, the following idea. What we have, so what we have from this very much bekitzer is that you have two types of achilas, right? You have the achila of eating. Let's the last, not the last chilik. That eating the animal of a carbon, uh, carbon of an animal is what that's part of the avoda. So the food that you're eating, the piece of meat that you're eating by an animal carbon, it's kaidish. It's a chetz of a carbon. It's not. It's not a a regular human consumption. This is something elevated. It's uh, It's like you're you're the rabbanishlam shliach in eating it on some level. But when it comes to eating the remainder of a mincha, this is called human eating. It's called uh, again. It's it's not chulin. It's owned by the Beis Hamikdash, but it no longer has that status of a carbon, and you're eating as a human being. What's interesting is is that despite the fact that when you're eating the leftover mincha, you're now eating it sort of as a human being, as a kayan that's eating bread because it tastes good and it's like you know fried in oil and it could be very geschmack. But the, the, but it's it's a, it's a mitzvah. There's significance to it. There's an avoided to it. Not again, not avoided by carbonus, but there's a, there's a primius to it. So, so let me explain. In the in the Kamarna, he brings down, and this is a big klal in in the derech of the Balsham, derech of Hasidus Bechlal. He brings down a ma'aser like this. He says that, that there was a frumak, that's what he calls it. There was a frumak, a young frumak, that once came to Rav Herschel Zedichover, the commander's uncle. And he knows that Rav Herschel Zedichover was eating, I don't know if it was on a Shabbos, it could have been during the week. The Rav Herschel Zedichover was, was sitting with like a big meal, eating a lot of food, and was wearing beautiful clothing. It was, you know, it was a malchus tikka And this frumak, again, that's what he calls him, this frumak came over to Rav Herschel Zedichover and said, maybe in Bader Heres, he said, like, you know, it's pas uh, you know, what happened to all that? So, so Reverend Zedichover said, "Listen, what can I tell you?" He said, uh, "A person like me, I'm, um, I'm a nobody. I'm a nothing. I need to have a little bit of rachavus adas. I need some gashmis to, to give myself some anuchas and nefesh to serve Hashem properly." That was the answer that he gave to this fromak. But the Kamarna, the nephew of the Reverend Zedichover, had a conversation with Reverend after this fromak uh, left, and Reverend Zedichover told the Kamarna the following side. It's, it's an unbelievable side. He said like this. He said there is a mitzias, and again, this is something that you have to hear maturely. Obviously, you, you could abuse this idea. But he says there is an idea that you have some neshamas which are very, very big. They're big neshamas. And big neshamas, by the way, doesn't translate into tamad chacham or tzaddik. It's just a big neshama. You have small neshamas and big neshamas. Yerobim Nevat was a big neshama. He was a terrible Russia. You have big neshamas. The nature, he says, of people that have big neshamas is that they find it very painful to be mitzumsum, to be constricted. It's a very, very painful thing. The nature of a big neshama is that they need, they require, they require an environment to serve Hashem that brings a certain level of rechavah sadas. Big neshamas come from a big place. And for that big neshama to be, to, to, be, to be cramped in a little corner, it's very painful for that neshama. And so said reversals of the chavar, the bigger the neshama, if your neshama is classified as a big neshama, you require a certain rechavah and gashmis too. 
This idea, by the way, even goes back to Rishonim. It's quoted, Rishonim bring down in the name of Rabbeinu Tam. The Rabbeinu Tam, very often, whenever he was dealing with a sugya and he was having a difficulty understanding a Gemara or a sugya, whatever the case may be, he would go to uh, his office, take out a, a, a bundle of, uh, like, a, like a, a thing of, uh, of gold coins, and just play with them and look at them. And, and, so the, and, and, and by looking at the gold coins, he would put himself in a better mood because you know, money makes people happy. And then he was able to open his mind, he would be able to learn. And the Talmud and Rabbeinu Tam would say, Rebbe, you know, Darshuni, <laughs> like what's going on over here? And they would explain this idea. A person has a big neshama. There's a certain requirement of our Chavah that's necessary. Now this Indian of using Gashmias, using Mamish, having an enjoyable situation in life to create an environment in which you could serve Hashem properly is not a positive thing. Because it goes without saying it can be abused. Right? A person could get lost in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the excess, in the environment that you're setting up and lose focus on what the tachlis is. The purpose of those gold coins was to open Rabbeinu Tam's mind, to put him in a better mood, that he should be able to learn the Gemara properly. But not just to lose his, his focus on the money. It goes without saying. Rabbi Rashi is he's sitting there like a melech. The point is, is that that surah of Amalchus should put him in a, in a larger state of consciousness that he should be able to serve Hashem properly. But it's, a, it's an Isayin. It's, it's an Isayin. It says the Kamarna, this is the Indian of eating leftover mincha. Eating leftover mincha also has to be eaten with godless and archavis hadas, but it's not a carbon. It's not a carbon. So what's the tachlis of eating leftover mincha? What's the mitzvah in Avodah Hashem of eating leftover mincha? The answer is, it's like Rabbi Tam looking at gold coins. Or it's like Rabbi Yisrael Zedachavar sitting with a certain state of malchus. The kahanim eating the leftover minchas and making themselves full and happy and it's uh, oily and it's geschmack and it's delicious and it puts on some calories. It puts them in a better state of mind for them to be better of the Hashem. And they're using Gashmias to be marachivis adas, to expand their consciousness. Now this is an Isoyim. This is something that's not so posh. This is why, just to explain for two minutes, this is why the Medrash that the Ramam quoted compared eating leftover mincha to the mitzvah of Yibam. I talked about this by Shal Shudas, that the mitzvah of Yibam is unique, is that it's a mitzvah, it's an unbelievable mitzvah, but it's not so posh. As the Gemara says in Yivamis, if a person is, is living with his sister-in-law in his, because of Yibam, but he's thinking Shloy Lashma, then not only is it not a mitzvah, you're now coming close to Arayas, right? Because a sister-in-law is an erva if it's not b'mok mitzvah, if it's not in the state of Yibam. So says the Gemara, if, you're, if a person's doing Yibam and the kavan is l'shma, it's, um, it's, the, it's one of the biggest mitzvahs, you're, you're, you're being miyachid yichudim, you're being masakid the neshama of the brother-in-law, unbelievable big things, unbelievable big things. But if it's shaloy l'shma, then what? It's terrible, you're almost being paigeya be'erva. Right? So, Yavama Yavayla is an assay, says the Medrash, but it's a dangerous assay. It's an assay that you have to do, but you have to go in understanding that there's risk involved in this mitzvah, and you have to do it properly. Same thing with this mitzvah of eating leftover mincha. Says the, says the Medrash, the, the Aaron Uban of Teichlena, that the Kahanim have to eat the remainder of a mincha, says the Medrash, just like Yavama Yavayla, just as when it comes to Yibam, it's a dangerous mitzvah, it's a mitzvah nonetheless, but you have to do it, but Lamaisa, it's not so posh, you have to make sure you're going with the right mindset. So too, eating the remainder of a mincha, which means being involved in Gashmias, that's not a carbon, it's Pashat Gashmias, so you have to go with the right intentions. If you're doing with the right intentions to be Marcha Vesadas, it's Kaval, it's Mamash Mitzvah. If you're doing it to get lost in the Gashmias, no. Uh, you know, it's not being, uh, it's not an Eishazach, but Lamaisa, it's not exactly a Vodis Hashem. And so this is the, this is the Indian, that's why even Hanukkah is, again, there's a lot to talk about this, but Hanukkah is also a Yantif where there is no mitzvah of having Sudas. We know in Shulchan Aruch, we paskin, that there's no mitzvah, Chazor we're not Mesakin in Hanukkah, that there's a mitzvah of having Sudas. However, the Minig is, Lahar is the Sudas. And so you have Zmiris to make it a Sudas mitzvah. The, 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 the Sudas of Hanukkah is this Indian of 
being involved in Gashmias, Larachovis Adas. It's not a Sudas mitzvah. I mean, what, other mitzvahs, Chazal or Mesak, and you have to eat, so it's a mitzvah already. It's like eating uh, leftover animal karbanas. You know, Hanukkah parties is what? It's leftover mincha. It's, it's, pure, it's, got, it's, not, it's not a Sudas mitzvah in that way. You could make it into a Sudas mitzvah. It could be used as a way of Archavis Adas, as expanding one's consciousness, and then it's Gavaldic. It's being Kaivish territory for their banish lalem. But it's one of those inyanim of, of uh, it's like uh, Yibam, where it's like eating leftover mincha. Should be done l'shem shemaim in the right way. You sing good zmiris and you for bring with family and you know and uh, avoid lashon hara and <laughs> avoid fighting and so on. And then it's an unbelievable schos. So Hashem Shalvi should be zaycha to uh, eat the remainder of all of the minchas properly and be marchavis adas and be zaycha to uh, do this uh, to be mechaim this uh, bepashtas. Would be as called tzedek mehavimenu amen. <laughs>